Welcome back, Seahawk Nation. This is Hawk Talk. I'm your host, Tom Frank. And we are at Chad's Barbecue with our first ever live audience. All right, talking all things South River School sports. First of all, I need to start with a little thank you to last week's guest. I had soccer coach uh, Marlon Argetta. Marlon lived up to big expectations he set for him and his team on last week's uh, show with two wins this past week to go 8-0-1 for the season. He actually predicted he was going to win both of those, and he actually said he's going to go undefeated the rest of the year. But he's got a big one coming up this week. But he started the week with a 5-2 win over Meade. South River, they were down 2-1 to one before scoring four unanswered goals. Max Cirilla and Cole Mastel had two goals each, and Jack Bruss added one too. Hunter Mason and Cole had two assists, and Jay Jenkins had two saves. Then South River went on to beat Arundel 5-1. They scored three in the first and two in the second half to stay undefeated. So a few other scores for you. We got uh, Volleyball defeated Southern 3-0, and then uh, Northeast 3-0 to improve to 6-1. and A field hockey team won three games this week, 6-0 over North County on senior night, and 3-1 versus Delaney, and 2-0 over Annapolis. A big congratulations to South River golfer Aiden Dilhay for a second-place county finish. And in what was a great high school football game, our Seahawks fell to Old Mill 28-26 in overtime in the Ravens Rise High School Football Showdown of the Week. So I want to say a special thanks to the Ravens for a first-class treatment of our school. Ravens cheerleaders, Poe the mascot, Baltimore's marching Ravens, and a few players came out to the game. Rashad Bateman even jumped into the student section at one point and uh, just turned it into a great atmosphere. You guys, everyone should go check out the Baltimore Ravens, their Instagram account. They show a great scene of that. As part of the game, each school, South River and Old Mill, were awarded $1,500 to their athletic department while each player received Ravens and Showdown apparel for the game. The game was also streamed live on YouTube, and there are some great photos out on uh, BaltimoreSun.com. We had a great performance by our defense, and then what can I say about Trajan Timmons? He uh, went for over 200 all-purpose yards. Great game, but we did fall just a little bit short in overtime, could not convert on the uh, two-point conversion, and Old Mill took the win. All right, so that's enough about last week. Let's start looking at this week, and specifically, we have a, a great guest in here today. It's my absolute play- pleasure to welcome, I, I believe, a student favorite, at South River. Um, she's always there when you need her the most. It's our athletic trainer extraordinaire, Miss Jordan Brown. Hi. Welcome to Hot Top. I'm so happy to be here. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> we, got, we got so much to get in with you here. You, you do a lot. You do yeah. a lot. Uh, but we got to start with uh, our, our traditional first question here on Hot Talk, which uh, hopefully you've listened to the program. Yes. All right. So you know where I'm going with this. I need you to give me three things that the South River community does not know about Jordan Brown that makes Jordan Brown Jordan Brown. Okay, number one, I absolutely love Star Wars. I think some of the kids may have found that out, but I think actually over half my tattoos are Star Wars related. Half your tattoos? How many tattoos do you have? I have 13. Woo! <laughs> and half of them are Star Wars. Yes. All right, we're, get, we're getting right into it here. Uh, second is, well, a lot of them know, I graduated from Southern High School. We do know that. <laughs> class of 2014, and actually I was inducted into the Girls Basketball Hall of Fame. Got my thousand points as a junior. Wow! So, so you are you are hanging up in in as a Southern Hall of Famer. Yes, I am. Wow! Congrats. <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. And a thousand points. I'm going to get into that because I did read that and I was rather impressed with that. Yes. And how about number three? I have probably over ten pairs of Crocs. Ten pairs of Crocs. Yes, I'm 
Yeah. So you did you live through like you know Crocs were in then when Crocs were out and now Crocs are back in. So yes. you, you made it through. Yes. All right. <laughs> so let's start with telling me tell me your exact role at South River because you do have a unique role especially with South River and Southern your yes. your where you went to high school. Yeah. So I mainly take care of all the student athletes. You know, we have what like twelve? No. Ten different teams, I, I believe. including boys and girls. You could varsity. have said anything, and yeah, I would have agreed with you. Yeah, <laughs> varsity and JV. So I think that's about three hundred and seventy-five here, and then I have about three hundred more at Southern. Okay. So I try to get to every practice. I know. I know. I do most of the games and stuff, but usually I try to do any preventative care. But they mostly see me like when I'm doing my live action stuff yeah. <laughs> on the field or on the court, and like you know, splinting somebody, wrapping ankles, taping ankles, or they'll come hang out in my athletic training room. Too. Yeah. Right so school. how are you juggling right now? Because so this is kind of an interesting situation, and and why is this? Is it because of the, we don't have enough skilled yeah. trainers, or yeah, it's a, like a shortage kind of, but also like pay is not you know that's an issue for a lot of it in, yeah. in, the, industry, in the in the industry, but there's also like a huge shortage shortage in my graduating class at Mason. We only had seven. Oh, so okay. programs are not like 20, 25. It's really like 10 or less. Yeah. So it's just hard. And then we, they, I think in the state of Maryland, there's only two athletic training programs at the University of, at Towson and Salisbury. That's okay. it. And that's why I had to go to Mason. So it's just like, they're just not out there. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope you're getting paid double because you're at two different <laughs> high schools. I'll be I would an advocate like to say so, but yeah. unfortunately not. So but. and you have to balance, right? Because I mean, I assume, like, especially football, they, yeah. they both play Friday nights. Yes. So it's it's kind of tough. You're kind of back and forth, I, I guess. Yeah. Luckily, I have major shout out to the other athletic trainers, Kelsey Catterton and Michaela Flanagan. Uh, they share um, Annapolis and Broadneck and Severna Park and Old Mill. Oh, okay. So Michaela was able to cover old like the Old Mills uh, Top River game while oh, I was okay. at Southern. You know. We try to work with who's at the MedStar schools up in like North County and Glen Burnie, all those schools. But it's a lot of communication. Yeah. So we should all be know that, that you guys got it covered. There's always yes. somebody there. Because yes. I'll be honest with you, when I show up at a game, especially football, and I don't see you there, I get a little worried. Yeah. I get a little worried. There's always somebody. Yeah. So where did it all start for you? Like, so you touched on it that you went, you, you went to Southern. Mm-hmm. And not only did you go to Southern, but you scored a thousand points playing basketball. Yep. All right, you got to tell me a little bit more about that. Uh, I mean, I played ball since I was four. Yeah. My dad played, my brother played, my mom played, so it's just kind of like a family thing. And luckily, my dad's, my parents were like super supportive, and they were, they pushed me in the right way, not too much, not too little, and I just continued until high school. And Coach Kilpatrick was super awesome. I love her to death, uh, and she was a great coach for me. Yeah. And I met our first athletic trainer ever, actually, in 2014. And then that's, she like, Allie Frethold, I believe her name was. And that's, I was like, yeah, I want to be that. <laughs> so now you were a 1,000-point scorer. How many 1,000-point yeah. scorers have come out of Southern? I think I'm the last one. I'm for, I hope there's more. I yeah. really hope there's more. How about more. before you? I think there was, there was the Schneck Twins, Dana Scott, and, like, two others. All right. So there's probably there's less than ten of us. All right. Yeah. What position? Center. You played center. Now you are kind of tall. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of look up to Jordan. Um, yes. So tell me more about that South River. Like, what were some of the big games that you remember? Oh my gosh. Uh, my poor girl. My I think it was either field hockey or lacrosse. She broke her arm. That was awesome. Well, not awesome for her. Uh, yeah. <laughs> awesome for me. And it was a great uh, like learning and teaching moment uh, for myself and like her family. Uh, 
That's another good. About as a player, though, as a player, oh, as a you, player. you had to, you had oh, to have some gosh. good moments. <laughs> yeah, uh, I actually highest had a, highest scoring game. Oh, it was thirty three points against North County, and you remember it just like that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> And so did you, did you get recruited out of high school? I did. I did end up playing at Guilford College down in Greensboro, North Carolina. Some of the kids know it. Um, they may know it because some kids go to Shenandoah or Randolph-Macon. Yeah. It's in the ODAC. And we ended up actually winning the ODAC camp- Conference Championship 2017. Wow. That's, that's pretty big. It was super awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, I hope everyone gets to experience a championship, whether it's high school or college, because it's really like a I can't even explain it. It was just like a shocking, amazing moment. So what was that experience like? You know, because we have a lot of kids who, you know, right now, whether it's in football or the fall sports or in, their, in the spring sports, that they might want to play at the next level. And so w- what was your experience like through that recruitment process? And, and t- tell me more about like that, how that, that went. And, and had you even heard of that college before you went there? I had no idea. I honestly also, no shame, committed extremely late. <laughs> I yeah. committed super late. I waited to see all my options. I didn't really want to go D1. I had an offer from Navy. Uh, I was also not interested in pursuing, like, you know. Being in the Naval Academy. That's a whole other thing. But (laughs) But, an amazing opportunity if you you could went that way, yeah. Yeah, I did did go to, like, a couple of their camps, and they were super awesome. But it's really about um, going to see these places and really knowing. Well, not you don't have to know what you want to do. You don't always have to know that. I just knew. Or just have, you know have an idea of the atmosphere you want. I wanted a smaller school. I knew that. And so looking D2, D3 was my option. And I have no shame in saying that. I love D2, D3. It's not all about D1. If you make it, they're awesome. But D2, D3 is just a, just as competitive. Too. Yeah. And you get to continue playing. Exactly. Yeah. And you went. You got to go to a smaller school, which yep. you know a lot of people... Going to a big school is a completely different experience. Yeah. Um, I went to a much larger school, so and but did not play sports there. And so it was... You know, you went there for different reasons, but that's awesome. That so and so, you graduated from there. Yes. Okay. 2018, and then I pursued my master's at George Mason and graduated in 2020. Okay. And you just always knew you wanted to be a trainer. Yeah, I will say, getting my master's, it was uh, definitely an eye opener. Um, people say, "Wait till you get to the real world," but I say, "Wait till you try to get your master's." <laughs> yeah. Because it was a, definitely a true like test of my will and. Having that small cohort with my class, that was really like, we had each other's backs always. And so how did we get you back to South River? How did that happen? Or did you start at Southern first? Which one, which oh, one no, came I first? Was at, I've always started at South River. <laughs> okay. All right. South River first. <laughs> but you I honestly was people. like, I knew of the companies in the area and I knew like, of the opportunities I usually put out. And I was looking at Arundel High School, honestly, I will say first, because my nephew was recently a freshman there. So I was like, oh, I wouldn't mind, you know, being there for him. But then South River opened up and I was like, you know what? I can't get like in location wise. I'm down in like Shadyside Lothian. So yeah, I was like, sure, why not? It's funny. <laughs> it's also that I'm like, you know, now at South River after being at Southern. For- yeah. So how, how many so how many years has it been now since you've been? This is my third year. So your third year. So what has changed over those three years? Uh, well, a lot of COVID stuff. <laughs> yeah, I guess you started right in COVID. Yeah, yeah. so that's kind of a u- unique experience. Yeah, it's really nice to now actually get a full season with the kids and to be able to, like, you know, grow off of each other and, like, actually get to know them because now they can just hang out. They don't always have to, like, be hurt. They yeah. just come by, say hi. Or a lot of them are um, fiends for candy. So they all just bundle for <laughs> fiends candy. Fiends for candy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and we will be right back. 
Hawk Talk is recorded live from Chad's Barbecue in Edgewater, Maryland. Since 2013, Chad's Barbecue has been delighting visitors with great food, fun atmosphere, and excellent customer service. Swing by and tell Chad you love Hawk Talk for a chance to win an official Hawk Talk t-shirt. We'll be giving away one t-shirt each week on the show for anyone who gave their name to Chad. And now, back to the show. So we're halfway through this season. Like, give, give us some tips. Like, a lot of athletes are listening. Like, what can they be doing preventative um, uh, to, you know, to keep their bodies going? A lot of them are banged up. A lot These football players are all banged up at this <laughs> point. Um, they're, they're never going to be as healthy as they were day one, um, along with a lot of the other sports. Like, what, what should they be thinking about? What should they be doing? Take a break. They all worry about doing whatever the next day. I'm like, just enjoy a day off. You know, try something other than your main sport, like basketball, maybe for the football players, or like swimming, riding a bike, anything else besides your main sport. Active recovery is cool, but also just regular recovery is even better. Uh, see, I'm always on my son. Like, <laughs> yeah. no, you got to get back out there and start throwing, start hitting something. Well, there's other things he could do, you know. Like, yeah, if yeah. you want him to do a swinging sport, like maybe try like passing on the crossbow or doing a tennis, you know. Stuff like just an alternative. You don't have right. to always like, you know, body. They get beat up enough. They do get beat <laughs> up. Um, so also tell me a little bit, because like, I went through this and, and I got to know you a little bit more over the last couple of weeks. But what is that process happen when, when, a, when, when an athlete does get injured on the field? You're, you're out there, like, just so parents know, like, I never know what to do. Like, what should we do next? How do we interact? These kids are in high school now. It's not like Rex Rec where moms are running out on the field and, right. and all that. But, like, what is the, the standard process if something does happen to, to one of our kids and, and, and all of that? So I usually determine if it's, like, uh, we need to go now situation. And if normally if it is, I ask, is mom or dad here? And then... Can we get them down to the field? Like, can you call them? And I'll give them my phone. And I know it's like if you usually get a strange number, it's most of the time me. And I know <laughs> <Okay>. it's not <laughs> a good thing. But I just try to get cut, get a hold of them as soon as possible. But if it's more of like on the lesser side where I can like wrap them up and like, you know, figure out what happened, do like an evaluation, then I'll be like, okay, let's call mom. Let's get your mom and dad down. Let's see how you like you know, communicate what's going on. But usually in the more of a serious situation, I try to, as you guys are coming down, I try to like splint, wrap, whatever, and then just talk them through what's going on and just try to remain like calm. I know it's hard and it's like, you know, she's like, oh, she's going out there. Like, who is it? Who is it? But that's why if I'm walking, that is why we don't run. We don't want to raise any alarm. We know already, somebody's already like down, crawling on the floor, on the ground. So when I'm sitting in the stands going, why is she not running out there? You're doing that purposefully. Yes. Okay. It's like, unless I can tell, it's like more of like on the serious side. And like, like if they weren't like, you know, loss of consciousness, something like yeah. that, I would then, you know, pick up the pace. But I'm not running because I don't want to everyone to freak out. Okay. That's why. <laughs> That's good to know. Yes. One of the biggest things we all fear now is concussions. Right. And then the whole concussion protocol has significantly changed. Like, what what is that protocol? Like, Because I don't think most people have any clue other than, I don't know, I guess you can play tomorrow or maybe not. Or what, what's what's the process and how do how do parents interact with you in terms of should they be texting you afterwards? Do they need to send, you know, the, the doctor's form afterward? Like, what is the entire process? So normally if I suspect the concussion, I'll do like my whole evaluation. I have like a sheet and I'll like rip it off, give you a copy of that. And then I'll probably just give you my number or give you a business card. And then I would say, let me know how they're feeling in the morning. Usually they need a good night's rest and they just need to like just sleep sometimes. Sometimes they don't eat before they play. And 
nutrition always you sometimes plays a part, but have them relax over the night. If after that one night they're just like not themselves, still having major headaches, just like I'll get I'll tell you the major red flags, uh, which is uh, usually a headache, like the worst headache they've ever had. Yeah. Uh, lights are bothering them. Sounds are bothering them. They just don't feel right. Like they feel lost. They just don't feel like themselves. Yeah. Then I would pursue seeing a pediatrician, your, your pediatrician. And then once that happens, they'll talk you through it. And then once they are clear, they're asymptomatic, meaning they have no more symptoms, then they can begin the return to play, which is normally five to six days. All right. And do you need any kind of signed authorization for that? or Yes, there is from the Board of Education. I am not making this up. I swear I okay. don't want to go out of my way to do this, but you do need a clearance form by the Board of Maryland Board of Education okay. signed by your licensed healthcare practitioner. So that's how you did it. Okay. Yes. So, let, so concussions, right? Like I'm going to get into this for a second because I feel like when I was a kid, nobody had concussions or nobody was alerted of it. What has what changed? Like why are we so different about concussions at this point? Technology and yeah. awareness. I think uh, it's just so difficult because all these, like the whole concussion thing, when like uh, the book, the movie that came out, yeah, the C- all the CTE talk, the whole thing with towel that just happened in the NFL. It's just that we're experiencing it a lot more, and so that means that we have to study it a lot more. And we did talk about it a lot and emphasize it a lot during our master's program, and it's just that people kind of care more like they care where they want to be at in the future yeah. they care about their futures they want to be able to you know hang out with their future grandkids or hang out with their kids and it's just that we care at the as athletic trainers we have like i care i want them to be able to like fulfill like beyond sports be able to do something with their life yeah it's not always about sports yes. we, we do we do get wrapped into it a, yes. a lot but for both the kids and for the parents so let me ask you this like many parents listening I'm running all over the place. I'm picking up kids. I'm dropping off kids. I'm working. What should I be doing every day? Give me some advice. <laughs> Give the parents some advice. We, got not, we not only have students listening here. We got a lot of parents. What should I be doing? I don't get to work out every day. I should, but I probably don't. Stretching, even if it's just a nice, like, touch your toes, do a little butterfly. General, like, generalized stretching is good for everyone. Also try and take a break. All you right. know, maybe ship the kids off to grandma and grandpa's. That's what my brother does to my parents. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, just let them, you know, do their own thing. I know some people have, like, younger kids, so it's harder for them to do that. But just try to allow yourself to just take some time for yourself. Like, your mental health, your personal health really does matter. And it just, and then your kids may take off of that as well, too. So I just try to keep, you know, and just try to keep a positive mindset. I know it's hard. But just think of the things you can control, not the things you can't control. That's very true. Words, words to live by. <laughs> so what's next for Jordan? What's your aspirations? Like, wh- where do you go next with this? Well, my dream would be to actually eventually work for the Professional Bull Riders Association. Bull Riders? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. You got to tell me more about I this. I guess that was my other fact. That yeah, I'm that would like be a good fact. Super kind of country. <laughs> I thought we were going like professional football, professional basketball, something <laughs> along the lines that you throw out bull riders. Yes. <laughs> Where is that even located? Uh, well, I actually went to a PBR event uh, out in Fairfax, but they're usually probably Fairfax, Virginia, but they're usually more out west. But there is like a traveling sports medicine center that they use. I think it's by Justin. Uh, like they make the cowboy boots. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, I'm completely out of whack here now. Yes. Bull but, riding. I'm still trying to figure that one out. Well, it's more than like the bull riding. It's like the whole rodeo, the barrel racing, the calf wrangling, all of that. And it's just like... I just really like that. That's some live action. Like, I know football is good, but 
I think that's super cool, and they're just super overlooked. Like, you had no idea, so. I had none. <laughs> I'm still a little bit speechless here. I think it's just a super cool environment to be in, a super amazing, like, atmosphere, I think. So if the National, tell me what it is again, the National Bull Riding Association? The Professional Bull Riders Association. If you're listening right now, <laughs> Jordan Brown, best athletic trainer in the United States, wants a job with you. Yes. <laughs> so call her now. You can, you, can tell, you can DM us. We'll give you her number. What out? Wow, I don't even know where to go from or, that one. Or I would also do minor league baseball. I wouldn't you do minor league baseball. Yes. You'd go for the Bowie Bay Sox. Yes. That would be kind of fun. That would be super All right, fun. if you get the athletic training, I always wanted to be the guy who does the announcing and the yeah. guy who runs around and, and does all the little activities. Yes. So we'll go as a, we'll go as a tandem team. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, we're going to get into a little bit of next week's games. Okay. I'm going to run through them. You can give some commentary if, if you'd like. <laughs> Did I even I will not be at Friday night's football game. I'm sorry. You're not going to be at Friday night's football game. Okay, let's start on Monday. Monday, we got a JV football game with Old Mill at the stadium at 5 o'clock. We're going to see you there. I'm there. All right, we need you there. Yes. All right, also on Monday, we got field hockey at Southern. You better be rooting for the (laughs) the right team on that one. Volleyball is at home versus Arundel. Girls soccer is at Bel Air. And then we have a little bit of a break. We don't have a lot going on Tuesday, Wednesday, um, which is probably good because it's still going to be raining. Uh, but on Thursday, we got a lot of activity on Thursday. We got boys and girls cross country at Arundel. Do you ever do the cross country games? Uh, we actually Meets. hosted the Seahawk Invitational, and that's like 25 teams. Oh, okay. Four different races, so that, you know. Any, a- any action for you on that one? We did have a little bit of action. Did have like a little bit of a heat illness. Oh, yeah, it was probably hot back then, yeah. And he decided to not eat breakfast, so... Breakfast. Always eat breakfast. Breakfast matters. Uh-huh. Looking at my son right now who's in that live audience. Always eat breakfast, as I try to tell you. Bananas? Yes. Granola bars? Anything. Anything. All right. Also on Thursday, we got girls soccer at home versus Severna Park. We got boys JV soccer at Severna Park. And then we got a big one. We got the boys varsity soccer at home versus Severna Park. If I'm correct, they're both undefeated coming into this game. I believe so. Yep. This is going to be a good one. So if you want to see two of the best in the county, make sure you're at that game. Cheer on our Seahawks. We, I want to win that one. Yes. I want to win that one. Yes. And then volleyball is away at Broadneck. And then on Friday, the JB team is back again this week for a second game along with varsity. Um, we have, we're away at Severna Park. It's a big Severna Park week this week. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm challenging everybody out there. Let's sweep them. <laughs> I want wins across the board versus Severna Park. The games on Friday are at 445 and 7 o'clock. And then on Saturday, we got boys and girls cross country. They'll be down at uh, – I think it said Sean Downs. Yeah. And then our South River cheerleaders open their competitive season at Kenwood. So let's cheer them on. So Jordan, on behalf of every parent like me, who truly appreciates what you do and feels that, you know, I'm at much more ease when you're at the game. But now that I know that you have some communication with these other people, okay, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit better for that. <laughs> so, but thanks for being you. Thank, thanks for being here. The students love you. We love you. Keep up the outstanding work you do for the high school. I, I, I wish we could steal you and just have you and get rid of Southern here. But I know now. I now know your allegiance there. Yes. Heck, you're in the Hall of Fame there. But um, all right. So that's Jordan Brown, athletic trainer. I'm Tom Frank. We are at Chad's Barbecue again. We got our live audience. All right. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening to Hawk Talk. Don't forget to contact me through Instagram at srhawktalk. Subscribe to the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and spread the word, Seahawk Nation. Before we go, I do have a little bonus for you this week. Senior week for the football and cheerleading teams is coming up the week after homecoming. I had the great pleasure to sit down with our seniors and ask them a variety of interesting questions. Here's a little preview of what you'll hear in the coming weeks. 
All right. So start by saying your name. Uh, I'm LJ Corson. I'm number eight. Play corner and slot receiver. Hi, uh, my name is Devin Lang. I'm number 22. I'm inside linebacker. My name is Isabella Jodon. Uh, my name's Douglas Greenwell. Uh, my number's 75, and I'm a D tackle. Natalie. Full name. Full Natalie name. Natalie Malloy. All right. Natalie Malloy. Uh, I'm Blake Burrows. Uh, number one, I play outside linebacker and wingback. Michaela Ellis. Beja Emery. I'm Robert Noakes, number 79. I played nose tackle and center. Trista Jameson. Uh, Taquan Davis, number 63. I play nose guard and center. I am Garrett Mark Bates. I'm 71. I play center, nose, kicker, and punter. Okay. My name is Autumn McReady. My name is Aiden McKnight. I'm number six, and I play corner. Um, I'm Mallory Shea. Milo Lyon. I'm number 55, and I play D-line. Patrick Zachary Manley. I'm 14. I play D-line. I'm Allie Cruz. Treshawn Timmons, number two, running back. Receiver, corner, kick returner, punt returner, coach. (laughs) Until next week, I leave you with yet another cheer from our South River cheer team. Go Seahawks. See?